Welcome to 360 Conversations. This is a podcast featuring powerful conversations with female thought leaders, experts, and founders. We will be digging deep whilst sharing experience, insights, and tips for busy Generation X women seeking ways to strip back, simplify, live intentionally, and create space for everyday joy. I'm your host, Tammy Thomas, founder of the 360 brand, and this is episode 23. Today, I'm joined by Jet Verdi. Jet is the founder of period product subscription service ILO, which officially launches tomorrow, 8th of March, International Women's Day. ILO is a brand that is committed to providing healthy sanitary products and revolutionizing the conversations about periods across the world. The sanitary products are made from chemical-free organic cotton. The subscription is priced affordably and each subscription assists ILO to provide free sanitary products for women across the globe experiencing period poverty. I'll say that again. Experiencing period poverty. Jet is on a mission to provide safe period products for all. In this conversation, Jet and I talk about her why and she shares some important information about the need for safe sanitary products. This was a really informative chat. Enjoy. Hello, lovely people. I hope you are fantastically well. Um, And if you're not, I hope you're okay. Um, I am very delighted to be with today's guest, Jet Verdi, founder of ILO, um, for a number of reasons, but mainly because Jet is setting up, or she set up, she's about to launch a company which really, really, really considers women all around the globe and is really committed to working in a way that supports women practically and also emotionally by understanding our hormonal phases, how they work, and providing us with products that support us um yeah I'm not going to talk too much about it because I want her to explain it herself um so without further ado I will hand over to the lovely Jet hey Jet how are you hello good thank you thanks so much for having me on oh thank you so much for being here especially as we are in opposite time zones yeah for me it's the morning and for you it's the late evening yeah (laughs) We will soldier on. This is what happens when you're part of a global community. You know, I know, it's amazing, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Jet, for those listeners that are not connected with you yet and are unaware of what it is that you do, please could you tell us a bit about yourself, what led you to doing what you're doing with ILO and what ILO is all about? Yeah, sure. So um, ILO is a non-profit company um, and I uh, am launching a non-toxic organic cotton sanitary subscription service. Um, We're launching worldwide, but we'll also be the first um, sanitary subscription service in Asia, um, which is really exciting. And like I said, we're non-profit, which means that 50% of our profits are going back to fight period poverty and 50% of our profits are going back to fighting plastic in the oceans. Um, Yeah, it's a a really big um, project that I've taken on with a a six-month-old who's now one year old. Mm -hmm. Um, But it did really start when I had my daughter Molly um, in 2018. And 
I just basically freaked out about having a girl in today's society. You know, the shaming around bodies and menstrual cycles and just the toxins we're asked to put in our bodies without any um, education. Even in schools, you know, we're really taught that we just bleed for six days, but actually our menstrual cycle is so much longer and it really does last from 25 days upwards. Um, You know, and your menstrual cycle changes every single month, it changes every year, changes whether you've had babies, if you're perimenopausal, postmenopausal, you know, like it's just insane. And Mm -hmm we're just not taught about this um, at all. Um, And so the aim with ILO is um, that I just really want to educate girls and women and also boys and men, because I think it's really, really important that the guys in our life understand what our bodies and our emotions and, you know, all of the changes that we go through on a daily basis. Um, And so, yeah, so I just basically wanted Molly to grow up in a world where didn't matter if you were female, trans, non-binary, cis, you know, like I really wanted it to be the change. And I'm really sorry if you can hear her screaming no, on the other side. Of the <laughs> she's like, she's she knows present. I'm in she's here. here. She's part yeah. of this conversation. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um I just I like I freaked out, like I said, and then I had this light bulb moment where I was like, I need to be the change, Mm -hmm. you know, like no one else is going to do that for me. I need to make her world. And by doing that, so many other people's worlds safer, Mm -hmm. better, uh, more affordable, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, imperial poverty is a massive thing and we just don't talk about it at all. You know, we talk about homelessness, we talk about food banks, but there are literally hundreds of thousands of girls in the UK alone that miss school every single month because they cannot afford period products. Um, And the other thing is period products as a whole, the sanitary um, industry is completely unregulated. So your mainstream sanitary products contain a multitude of toxins. You know, there's polyester in your tampons. There is plastic fibers. There's bleach. There's dioxins. I mean, the list goes on and on. And they don't have to put it on their packaging you're, uh, sorry, like a, somebody like, I I want to say woman, but you know, trans, Mm non-binary, you bleed for about 40 years of your life. So if you think of how many toxins you're putting into your body on a yearly basis, I'm so sorry. She's like (laughs) probably banging at my door. Um, you know, you're putting those toxins into your body every single month for about 40 years of your life. That has to have an impact on your health. We consider the food we eat. We consider the skincare we use. We consider consider how much we exercise, sunscreen on our faces, you know, for the sun. But, mm-hmm. like, we're putting these toxins in the most absorbent part of our body, our vagina. And I just don't want that for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, ILO was born um, and we launched in March on International Women's Day, which I'm so excited about. Finally, it's here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's a little bit about how it started. So much in that. Sorry. (laughs) No, gosh, it's wonderful. So firstly, I wanted to... um, 
Oh gosh, where, 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 where? <laughs> Firstly, um, I want to go back to um, you talking about um, ILO having an educational function, which is for everybody. And I think that is hugely important. And yeah. I'm really pleased that you're part of the narrative that is including men in this conversation. Yeah. Because Absolutely. whilst women we need this information and we need to have a better understanding so that we can take better care. I think it's also really important for um, the people we share the planet with, the people that are in our lives every day, whether we are in um, relationships, whether we have male relatives in our lives, at some point in our life, our life um, crosses paths with, intersects with um, men. Um, so I think it's really important for them to know. I'm astounded that there are things about the menstrual... Menst- I'm astounded and I'm not because women's issues are always just brushed over as women's issues. But things yeah. like the fact that it's in the last two years to 18 months or something that I realised the... Um, our menstrual cycle that there were four phases and the hormonal yeah. changes that take place all the time and yeah. I was speaking to my um, yoga teacher the other day Marla and she was talking about yoga and the impact on different parts of the body yeah. and how um focusing on breath slowing down considering your whole body makes you think about how your body works we take yeah. it for granted we know that invariably we wake up in the morning our bodies move we get up we brush our teeth we our hearts beat, beat, we're constantly breathing. We only tend to think about them when something is going wrong. Yeah. And I think it's a really beautiful conversation to have where you are considering your body day to day because then you're also thinking about how you treat it well so that you're getting the best out of it. And I don't mean that in a performance sense. No, not um, at all. It does impact that as well. But I think th- things like this will make you consider what you're putting in your body. I remember yeah. being in school in the early 90s and there were big stories about toxic sh- shock syndrome yeah. and nobody was having the conversation that I could see anyway and that I can recall in a manner that was saying these things are causing harm therefore we need to change them the narrative was about changing how you use them so the stories in the media there was a a, a girl who died from toxic shock syndrome from using tampons and the narrative around that was not exploring what the tampons are made of and changing that it was about women changing how they use tampons so change your tampon more frequently and things like that when actually sorry sorry no go go ahead but I think that all revolves around the educational aspect for example like your flow when you're on your period let's just say for example it's six days right Mm -hmm. you get your period some people get like a bit of spotting for the first couple of days then it's really heavy then it goes light again other people it's like full force from day one you know and then the last two days are really soft Mm -hmm. and the problem is with mainstream tampons is not only the ingredients but like you buy a box of 20 16 10 whatever and they are all the same size that's one of the big factors with toxic shock syndrome is that people aren't using the correct size tampons for their their flow because your tampon absorbs all your natural fluids and what happens if you if the like 
if you have a really light flow, for example, on day one, but you're using a super plus because you know in a day's time it's going to come on like really heavily, mm -hmm. that super plus tampon scratches the inside of your vagina and it soaks up all of your natural vaginal um, fluids and then it uh, causes abrasions. Now then blood comes along and it stays in those abrasions, which is like very natural thing, obviously, mm -hmm. but that's where bacteria forms. So, you know, like right. it's all of that educational process. It's not just the chemicals. So like with Ilo, for example, you can choose a light, a midi and a super box. So each box contains different size tampons. So if you've got mm -hmm. a lighter flow, it's got like small ones and medium ones. The mm -hmm. middle box is like small, medium and large, you know, so it, it's really like, changing that whole conversation um because again like it is it's, it's always like well you're not using it right mm -hmm. or it's your fault and actually we just don't have that education there for us to to be properly informed mm -hmm. and of course there's an argument of like well go and inform yourself but actually like you know I mean it's it's such a looked over subject and that makes me so sad because uh, you know, so many people around the world now, so many, um, I'm going to say people, because I don't just want to use the word girl mm -hmm. especially, or woman, especially in today's society, but like so many people can't get their period. And there are so many reasons for that. But having your period is like, it, I'm going to sound very cheesy, but it's really magical mm -hmm. because like you can bring life to this earth by mm -hmm. having your period. Mm -hmm. And that is incredible. Now, you might not like getting your period. You might be a hassle, whatever. That's okay. But, like, your body is going through this unbelievable cycle on a monthly basis. And that is something to really cherish, you know. And, like, that is part of ILO's educational aspect is that, you know, some people say to me, well, I don't really need to know much more than I bleed between you know day five and 11 of the month blah 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 and I'm like okay well I'm gonna look at it in a really like corporate type of way so you tell me what your job is I'll get like I'm a lawyer or an accountant really stressed and I'm like okay so then when you're leading up to your period how do you feel they're like well emotional and quite sad you know and I'm getting PMS I'm like so do you think that if you were aware of the different seasons of your cycle, you would manage your work day better knowing that, okay, so I'm in my autumn season, which is the kind of two, two and a half weeks before I get my period and my body is getting ready to shed my uterine lining. Like you're not going to go for job interviews in that period where you're feeling emotionally unstable. You do not want to be pitching to your boss about a new account. Like, your work life can be better managed knowing the different seasons of your menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, that makes sense to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I've got people now who come back and be like, babe, I pitched in my ovulation and I rocked it. I'm like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and before they would have been like pitching before or when they got their period and they'd have been emotional, yeah. you know, and like it's just all of that. Able to deliver their best. Exactly. And it's just, it's not even, like you said, it's not about like performances and like you got, you got the job or your body performed at its peak. It's like supporting and nourishing your body mm -hmm. to, to, to really improve your life. Yeah. So like for me, that's so important. And I want Molly to be able to grow up in a world where like, her 
girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever she decides to be with, if anyone, that they're like, okay, I understand her cycle and like I'm willing to be there. And like when she's about to get her period, I know that like eating these things are going to be really good for her and help her with her mood and emotions. So like it's a really simple thing that I could do is make her avocado on brown bread, for example, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not to be like avocado fan, but. Quintessential <laughs> um, millennial food. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. But I think that's but, you really, know. really important. So, um, for example, I had a podcast conversation um, with a lovely lady, Sally Beaton of Women with Sparkle, and she described um, menstruation as something like the fifth vital sign of health or something. Yeah. And um, in in what you're, when she described it in that way and in listening to what you're saying and just the thinking that I've had because there's been so much more knowledge, gosh, I'm connected with um, Lanise Brothers who is on social media as Eat, Love, Move and she shares such helpful, practical, applicable information about... She's a legend. Absolutely. (laughs) And I think to myself, my um, period tells me stuff about myself which previously because of you know I've I've because it's been something that has been deemed as negative oh gosh I've got my period aunt flows here um I've even heard people in in older generations describe it as the curse it's something that yet again it's something that happens to women that we need to manage and we need to conceal I had not really given considered attention to what was happening so for example having sugar cravings during my period um, and giving myself the sugar knowing that that made me have um, cramps but because Mm. I was craving the sugar overriding the fact that this was causing me cramps because as far as I was concerned cramps were a part of having periods exactly then speaking to Sally and her describing it as a vital sign of health and then Lanise saying well actually when your body is craving sugar in that way invariably you need magnesium for example so um, magnesium bath have a banana rather than going for the obvious chocolate and, and trashy sweets and things like that but that's only because I think we've got to a point where we're like, do you know what? F this, we're looking after ourselves. Mm. And the beauty, I I think about the conversations you are having with Ilo around um, sanitary wear and the health of sanitary wear. I I link it to um, black women and the quote-unquote natural hair movement. So there were many black women that stopped chemically processing their hair because um, there there were like two camps kind of rooted in the same thing, it felt like to me. There were those that no longer wanted to conceal the natural way they were born and on this earth because of fitting into ideals that were formed in white supremacy. And then there were also the women, and, and there was crossover between that no longer wanted to use harsh chemicals in their hair, research started to be done about the toxicity of hair products formulated for Afro hair. And we started to get more understanding about the links between the way we were suppressing our hair and health issues such as fibroids and some other stuff. And that 
seemingly small, for lack of a better word, decision to make a change had a ripple effect. So then women that started to embrace their natural hair and opt for non-toxic products, then it sort of like went from their head down, started to consider the food, started to consider products on the skin, started to consider products that we use without thinking like the candles we burn the aerosols we use yeah so my hope with the conversations about sanitary products are that it will further that leaning into a more naturally supportive way of living and honoring ourselves yeah so like i speak to um you know real fitness kind of like enthusiasts I'm gonna say is a nice way of putting it but like you know they're really conscious of using organic skincare and jade rollers on their face and meditate every day and you know do yoga five times a week and then whatever you know but then you talk to them about their menstrual care and they're like oh I didn't even think about that Mm -hmm. you know and I'm like which you know we've just it's ingrained in us not to even consider that as a as a place or a part of our body that we need to almost take care of you know in a way and it's really I mean it's it's really shocking like the the research that I did it was like five percent of women actually know how toxic (coughs) mainstream sanitary products are like five percent and I think we must have researched like over 200 women, you know, so like, of course, that's not a huge demographic, but like mm-hmm, 5%. That's still, that stuff yeah. is worrying. Exactly. And then even when you spoke about like, who told you about your periods, you know, like I was reading the comments with tears in my eyes, like people thought they were dying. Their mums hadn't explained it. Like the family didn't want to talk about it, you know, and, or they found out from some like super religious teacher at school who was like you need to hide yourself when you're yeah. menstruating you know like the shame like and the oh my goodness it's horrific mm. and mm. you know all of all of the people we we um we asked like questionnaires and they were like I just don't want this for my sisters my daughters my nieces mm. like mm. nobody in my life should ever be left to like have your period and think you're dying or Mm -hmm. that you've got cancer Mm -hmm. or that Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're dirty. Mm -hmm. And I just really got to me. And like I said, I don't want that for Molly, of course, but I don't want it for anybody else Mm -hmm. as well, you know? And so part of the plan with ILO eventually is we'll have like educational programs where we'll go into schools and it will be a real kind of, um, you know, it's a period revolution, like, and my husband laughs when I say that, but, like, it's just not okay anymore. Like, so many things in today's world are not okay. Mm-hmm. And if we can make a difference to another person's life, you know, in some way, like, why aren't we doing that? Absolutely. You know, so, like, that was the thing of me, like, I mean, I was explaining to you earlier, like, I wasn't, I was a for-profit company and I decided to go non-profit because I was like, there are literally millions of girls who don't go to school every month because they either can't afford to buy sanitary products or they're using leaves stuffed in socks Mm -hmm. or they're using dirty newspapers in their knickers. Like 
you know, uh, like for me, again, sorry to bring up Molly, but like if she ever had to do that, mm-hmm. like my heart breaks. Like mm-hmm. I literally get tears right now and I am about to get my period. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, you know, but like it's heartbreaking. And yeah. so from my point of view, it was like a no brainer. When you buy a subscription from us, we donate 50% of our profits to fight period poverty because I don't want anybody to have yeah. to go through that. You know, and, and you know, the more people. that we don't really consider. So I exactly. only became aware of period poverty. It's definitely within the last couple of years. I'm yeah. sure I wasn't aware of it in 2016 in this yeah. in England or yeah. in, um, you know, modern industrial countries. So. Um, my family are from Sierra Leone and I know that uh, sanitary products over there, um, it's a luxury because these yeah. there are many people in Sierra Leone that are figure, figuring out where their next meal is coming from. So yeah. sanitary products aren't high on their radar. Yeah. And the sad truth is I have that expectation because the financial situation in Africa for a number of reasons is dire. But to think that when I was at school, it's possible that some of the girls that weren't coming to school because they were on their period, it's not just because they had really bad cramps, as they said, there are Mm. some that it's possible that they may not have been able to afford to buy sanitary products. And I think that's something that is really... Yeah. difficult for me to get my head around and I know it's true I know it's real I've donated sanitary products I've given to people projects that are um, raising money to um, eradicate period poverty but yeah. I'm still astounded that in England a natural thing that happens to practically half of the country month in month out is is requires products that people literally just cannot afford yeah like it's so crazy it blows my mind yeah it's so crazy and like you know there's like two sides to the argument as well to do with period poverty in terms of like products that you give so like a lot (laughs) of people like well why don't you give those who can't afford sanitary products, like reusable products, like pads, menstrual cups, etc., And that is a, obviously a very cost-effective idea. But actually what we found is that a lot of the, um, now I'm going to apologize first because my terminology is totally wrong and I'm sure that I'm saying it in the wrong way, but the demographic of the families who can't afford sanitary products are, it tends to be like the religions, like Muslims, for example, who like, you know, females when they're on their period, they're not allowed in the mosque, for example, mm-hmm. because it's considered dirty. So having a product that they would wash with regular laundry is like a big no-no. So that just isn't a viable option in a yes. lot of cases. Actually, yeah. I remember when I was learning how to do domestic stuff and um, for whatever reason, my dad had washing with mine because of his cultural background, he went wild. He was so mad that I would put my underwear in washing with his oh, washing. Wow. Yeah. And they, I mean, yeah, I'm speechless. 
but like I know it happens mm. but it's still mind-boggling you know and like this is the thing like of course people are set in their cultures and religions and oh, sorry sorry I just I want yeah. to track back because I want um I know, I know what you're saying and I'm not saying that you said anything wrong but I know that there are um people perspectives and so on and so forth I understand that there are for a number of reasons groups I'm talking about England now I know that there are groups within this country that are more impacted by issues around um, periods period poverty period shame because of backgrounds and culture and we're not making blanket statements we're not saying oh, yeah. it's everybody but there is research that backs up the statistics around groups of people yeah and their attitudes practices um around menstruation and there's yeah. lots of really sad research about um poverty in the uk and yeah. the fact that minority ethnic groups particularly the browner you are the more you're impacted by poverty which will then yeah. have a knock-on impact on your access to products like yeah. sanitary wear yeah and you say it so much better than me and i'm so sorry <laughs> if i've offended anyone like i really that's I don't, not my intention I don't, I don't, at all but you know, like you know i just want to be clear yeah for a no, absolutely of like i'm so i'm based between singapore and europe and in singapore there's like a huge huge muslim community mm-hmm. huge indian community um you know, and like the women I've met here who are Muslims and Indian, they are literally like confined to their rooms when they're on the periods. Right. It's very few Indian and Muslims that I've met here who they would talk about their periods with their family, both their dads and their moms, uncles, aunties, you know, both sexes. Um, and it's really interesting gaining that perspective as well because like I'm half Indian and my dad was such like an open book with this stuff, you know, he'd be like the first to go and buy me tampons at the supermarket and like, you know, he was just very open. my dad didn't even want me to have tampons. He said to my mum that um, he didn't want me to... She, he didn't want her to like so periods had nothing to do with him whatsoever yeah. um but he was very clear that he didn't want me using tampons um because he was very concerned he didn't say this but i know for sure he was very concerned about tampons damaging my hymen yeah wow yeah and also i come from my mum her mother was not when her mother So when my grandmother started her period, my mum told me this, she was told that this meant that she wasn't allowed to let men touch her breasts because she would become pregnant. So I'm sure the logic behind that was just to make her stay away from men so that she would become pregnant. So she had no clue. And my granddad was very green as well, which means it was no surprise um, that my grandmother became pregnant with my uncle. So when I was becoming of age, I can't remember not knowing about um, my period because my mum was quite open in talking about how my body works, but it was from a very practical sense. So the emotional stuff that goes around it, we didn't have those sort of conversations. And I'm sure it's because we were taught um, to 
conceal, to hide, carry mm. on as normal. Then there was the added layer of being working. My mum was a working woman. Um, yeah. She wanted and like, to do well. Yeah, then and you're just supposed that, to get on with it. Woman stuff. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And like, we are just taught to get on with it, aren't we? Like, mm-hmm. as women. And the, and I'm like, if my husband listens to this, I'm really sorry to him. But like, since I've had Molly, my life has completely changed because I just see how women have to do everything, like, mm-hmm. without having that conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like all of a sudden you're in a relationship and, you know, it, it's like the woman's job and it's not even talked about or said it's unsaid you know and I, yeah and I know he's not expecting me to do it but like he certainly doesn't do it yeah. so there's you know, no magic and, fairies exactly and it's like you know I'm just I'm just fed off of it and I do not want Molly to grow up in that world and like it was either have to change it myself or like accept that's how it's going to be for her and I just don't want that absolutely and you're like don't want to have those conversations and like I say to people and they laugh me it's like I you know I'm not asking you to like talk about your period and how heavy your flow is when you're having spaghetti bolognese with your dad on a (laughs) Sunday but like you know your dad knows that you have your period and like it's perfectly natural and if your mom didn't have your period you guys wouldn't be here Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm let's start talking about these things you know let's let's really you know i mean yeah it's wellness exactly something that you're very big on so when we first um got in touch you shared um with me that ilo whilst it is very much about um being a non-toxic sanitary wear subscription service there's also the other part where you're encouraging people not just to have conversations about their menstrual flow and the Mm -hmm. actual um, action of the period there's also the discussion that goes all around it and because you are looking at it from a holistic point of view you're literally covering life full stop Mm. yeah so there are so I used your um beta um journal yeah tracking my period which it was very good timing because I really wanted to understand my energy levels so that I could work with myself rather than against so even things like not beating myself up if I didn't feel like going to the gym or if I went to the gym and I didn't give it the same that I did last week simply because of the phase that I'm at in my cycle yeah also discussions about our emotions um with the prompts that you have um so that we can start to have these conversations with people in our lives yeah what led you to take this approach um I don't know honestly I don't know like it just makes sense to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is a really bad answer but like (laughs) everything like (laughs) it just makes sense like we shouldn't be looking at this as like a one-off thing like Mm -hmm. you know for me my mum had she's had like two forms of cancer now and like we never just look at it as like she's got cancer like let's look at the whole picture are you really stressed out previous lifestyle what are you eating right now all of those kind of things and like for something that you're gonna have 
for around 40 years of your life. Like, why would you just look at it as a single thing in, in, um, I forgot the word in, um, by itself, you know, like why, like, it doesn't make sense to look at it as this thing that happens with or without the rest of your emotions, food, lifestyle choices, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So like the period journal for me, like there's loads of period trackers and that's, I do think that you should track your period, but like my period journal is not just a tracker because Mm -hmm. again, I don't want you to be able to tell me just that you get your period on day five to day 11. Mm -hmm. Like I want you to know and get back in tune with your body so that you know, like, okay, well, if I've looked at my period for the last three or four months, I know that let's say, for example, for me, and I'm going to get really personal here, but like in the three days running up to my period, I fart a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like, I know that. And so like, I know that, okay, if I feel that way, I know that like need to move out the room, you know, and like that's my space. Or like I know, for example, when I'm ovulating, I'm really horny because yeah, your body is like we're trying to make a baby. Timing is right, baby. Like let's get this thing going, you know. But like a lot of people, they're like, oh, why am I feeling so horny right now? Or like, oh, why do I like why am I so emotional watching that puppy advert? You know, but like if you know what your body is going to be doing, it impacts everything like it. And it's not just like impacting you, whether you're trying to get pregnant or not. It's impacting absolutely everything. So Mm -hmm. like you said to me a while ago, you sent me an email about the period journal. You're like, like, I know that now I'm giving myself space to take it easy for the couple of days before my period Mm -hmm. because I know that's what I need Mm -hmm. rather than thinking, oh, you're being so lazy or you're not working hard enough, you know? And like, that's the natural flow of our cycle. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, when that time comes and there is that time for everybody because your hormones drop, you know, your body is getting ready for a death in your body. Mm -hmm. So like, if you know that you can be kinder to yourself and you can be more gentle to yourself and you're supporting your body and your soul. And like, for me, that's only a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and thinking about supporting your body and your soul, I've noticed that you also hold space for women. You curate experiences yeah. for women to tap out of busy and tap into okay, this is what my, my higher self needs. Yeah. So, yeah, so that is just incredible for me. Um, a bit like what you, you know, how you feel like fired and golden when you're in groups and you work with, you know, you do your retreats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like for me, holding space every month. Um, and I learned to be a guided meditation teacher because of that, because like I found that my soul gets so much um just beautiful energy if I'm sharing space with other women Mm -hmm. you know and like whether it's 10 minutes half an hour whatever it is just that coming together and like back in 2000 it must have been 2015 I think I was in Bali over Christmas by myself I decided to go away for a month (laughs) my favorite place and 
I was like in Ubud, which is like yogi oh central, my gosh. right? Ubud, there's something yeah. that oh is so magical yeah. in that place. I felt like a magnet. Yeah, like it was crazy. Oh yeah. my gosh. I was there with my and, daughter. Sorry, I'm oh, insane. It's okay. And she was looking at me. Um, we stayed at the um, Ayung Resort in Ubud, which is okay. damn beautiful. <laughs> and the their restaurant is on the third floor oh. of um, one of the buildings in their resort. So you literally feel like you're in the middle of forest. Oh, and I was looking and she was looking at me and she said... Um, um, why are you looking like you're so in love with the place I was like you just don't understand when yeah. you're older you will understand I literally just felt like oh man I just felt like I was in heaven yeah yeah it's magical it really Absolutely. is sorry I had to I had no, to share okay. that but yeah <laughs> it's so special and so I was there and like I just come out of a breakup and this is my real like I'm going off for a month. I'm going to do whatever I want. Like, be the person I want to be. You know that trip, that really cheesy trip. And um, I was in Ubud, and I went to a female women's circle. And I have never... No, that's not true. It's one of my top five uh, energetical moments in my life. Like, it, I came out, and for days... I was literally in a daze. Wow. I just, I just could not get, um, it was like this sense of like, I finally have found something which is, gives me purpose, like mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. And like, since then in all of my jobs or careers, like I've been a, a massive massive like anytime a woman especially a woman comes to me and be like can I just sit with you for a while just in chat I'm like yep because like it's so powerful mm. that taking the time and sitting down and sharing space like it's so so powerful and when you're in a room and it's a collective energy and you know you're focusing on your breath all of you and that peace settles and you feel that, like that tingle of energy and light and something like magical things happen. And I really, that was like, I really want more of that in my mm-hmm. life. And so I decided like, okay, I'm going to train this meditation, guided meditation teacher. And then I'm going to do guided meditations like every month for women. Um so we started that. We did the first one in Bali in December, which was incredible. Um, and then I actually just did one last Sunday here in Singapore again, which was incredible. And, you know, these women, like, and it's not even, I mean, I'm not teaching my own horn at all, but, like, it's it's just the sharing you of space. You like, your horn. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that sharing of space, like, I mean, we had 10 people come to the meditation on Sunday and like 30 people have already signed up for the next one next month because all these women are like, I just don't get this anywhere else. Mm. And like, it's like, for me, it's almost like a drug. Like I want this as often as I can get because, do you know, like magic things happen and I can't, 
it's gonna sound so cheesy and I'm so sorry but like I just cannot tell you how much how important it is for me to support other women like Mm. however you can you know I just think today's world like sitting down with someone holding your hand touch to the shoulder like we don't get those things often enough and we need it that's yeah. part of the human condition. Whether so you much. consider yourself to be an introvert or not, we are not built to feel lonely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like today, sorry. No, go, go, go. Mm. Like the women, they were all young with me. I mean, I'm 36 now, so I'm like grandmother hen in the circle. Literally, They're... I'm finding myself in more and more places where I'm the oldest. Yeah, I'm just like, it's so this, odd. This, this is it now. This, <laughs> yeah, this is it. I'm meeting I women know. that I really adore and I'm like, you should be calling me auntie. <laughs> and like these women are 25 to maybe 32. And like... They're so full of stress. They're so full of anxiety. They are so lonely. They are so disconnected. Mm-hmm. Like, what has happened that... Uh, that it's this us, digital life. Oh, Jet, man, we, we convince ourselves <laughs> that we are connected to people and we yeah. are sitting alone. We are just creating mirages. And, and yeah. that's why when we had a bit of a chat before we started recording... I totally get what you're saying about your, let's call them in-person experiences, because the way, like, I, 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 as much as I love being around people, I love solitude. And Mm -hmm. after a while, being around and being social is depleting. I always need to return to my shell. I always need to do what I need to do to ramp up. However, there is no experience like sharing space with people, not small talking, going deep, looking after each other and knowing yeah. that we are in this together. Yeah. When I do retreats, when I do organise events, if I speak, the feeling I come away with, it's like, um, I'm, it's like a divine download yeah. direct from above and... I've had it so many times now. I'm completely comfortable in saying I love to hold space for people. I love to look after people. I love to make people feel safe. I love to share with people in a way that enables them to feel safe, enables them to feel trust so that they can also share and speak, even if they're feeling very vulnerable. And I just love being kind to people. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. I know. And like it's amazing. Is that like it's amazing. And I genuinely believe that people there's so many people who want this, but they just don't know where to get it from. Mm. You know, and like so for me, yeah, that whole aspect is so vital to this. Like that was one of the things when I was um, working with a business coach before I was like I do not just want this to be like an online community for me I don't need another online community mm-hmm. I don't need another chat room like I want to look people in the eye and I want to hold their hand and I want to give them a hug and they know I'm giving them a hug you know mm-hmm. like I want that it. in my life yeah exactly and you're just like oh my god that was amazing like let's hug again you know, yeah. like I just want yeah. that so much. Yeah. And so 
yeah like we're actually doing loads of events this year especially with the launch like we'll be back in europe um in the summertime and Mm. august and we'll be doing loads of in-person events because uh, like you said it's just so important Mm -hmm. so important Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now you mentioned um a business coach yes please could you share some of the mindset work because you know you've, you've shared that you're 36 um and ILO has been born relatively recently so yeah. um what were you doing previously and and what mindset work was necessary for you to transition from what was to what is now um so I've always worked for myself and I've always had my own businesses hey, um, <laughs> love it yeah, so I'm like one of those who've never had a boss and I, I just don't you. know I how that would all. feel like. <laughs> um, and it's definitely all because of my parents, like all because of them. And I was just so lucky that they were like, you know what, you just need to be happy. Do whatever you need to do. Like, and I, I'm a big believer in like star signs, universe, like that's me. And I'm a classic Sagittarius. Like I am a go for it think later you guys are such go-getters yeah like my husband hates it (laughs) he's such a planner like no we've got to think about it I'm like just book the tickets let's just go you know we'll figure it out when we're there and like I've been so lucky that in my life everything's just figured out like it might not have gone the way I wanted have you created it have you manifested that Uh, see I I don't yeah I'm not sure I don't I feel there's something that I'm not comfortable with when I say the word manifestation. Me too, but I'm getting to grips with it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a bit of both, to be honest. Like, I do think you've got to be in the right place at the right time. And I do think, though, you need to have that confidence and belief in yourself. Mm-hmm. Not in anything else, but, like, I've always just been like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. So... I have been my own boss. I've had companies. I've had really successful companies. I've also lost a lot of money. Um, and my successful companies were definitely, like, before Instagram even happened or okay. Facebook, actually. So, like, it's a whole new world for me. Um, mm-hmm. And so I got a business coach. So I was like, you know what, Jet? You just got to do it properly um, and, like, get your shit together, basically. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. figure it out in this digital age um so I did that and I we didn't work together for very long which was fine and it was like amicable totally um but like I'm do you know that way of like when you're doing something and you have all these ideas and like all of this you know it's going to work but Mm -hmm. you actually don't know how to get to that place like you don't know the steps that it takes like Mm -hmm. I don't know how to Oh, I don't know. I can't even think of a thing right now. So that's why I went for a business coach because I was like, I know what I want and I can definitely figure out like events and collaborations. Like I'm really good at that stuff, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how to make my company as successful as I want it to be. So I need a business coach. Um, So it wasn't about mindset really because I already had that. Um, And also I'm a true believer that like if you want something, Mm it's going to happen. Like it might not happen in the time frame you put down on your mood board <clears throat> or it might not happen in the pretty pictures that you put in your mood board. But like if that essence is there throughout, like it's going to happen and it will work for you. Um, 
I agree. So, and I think that yeah. um, the beauty of um, a coach is it. Well, for me, my experience with coaching, there were things that I knew, or there were things that were in there, but I was as soon as I was excited about something, the limiting beliefs and the doubts came in, or this is different from what we're conventionally taught, so I'm not sure. So it just really helped to solidify me in me and strip back the nonsense. And also, my truth is, that accountability, I didn't want to be on my next coaching call and saying that I was still kind of like contemplating and procrastinating. Um, So it, it really helped me with the action part that makes those dreams the action part that makes manifesting manifest because my struggle with the word manifestation is that I get the impression that some people think they're going to lie down in bed all day and visualize this great stuff happening but not put the actual doing part in yeah or if you dream that you're in that life that you want like it'll just happen but actually like you trick yourself and you think you're there and you don't bloody do anything yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so I like I definitely think I mean, hey, business coaches are awesome. You know, like I definitely think that for me, it was more like, I don't know how to get, how to raise funds because that's what I need. Like, you know, and that's why, like, I went down the investor route, didn't get anywhere there. And so that's why I'm crowdfunding because I believe that this is way more of a community project Mm -hmm. and like, it's a nonprofit. You know, I'm not like, I'm in it to make a ton of money so I can give back a ton of money. Yeah. Like I'm not in it to make a ton of money so I can pay my investors back. Like yeah, 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 yeah. this is all community based. Yeah. 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 So for me, it was more like financial stuff as opposed to like, I need the motivation. Right. Like I definitely loved feeling that I wasn't in it by myself, mm-hmm. but actually, do you know, at the end of the day when you're a bit fearful or, you know, you've got that, like, 2 a.m. fear of, like, mm-hmm. what have I done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, like, especially being on the other side of the world, I was like, like, I can't call her. You know, like, I can't I can't yeah, yeah, call yeah. her and wake her yeah. up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've got to deal with this by myself. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, it's a, it's a really nice thing as well. It's a really nice process to go through. If you can afford it, definitely, yeah. you know. Yeah. No, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's something that can literally um change your life yeah Yeah, and I think again like for for me sorry to interrupt you like for me my parents were always like do whatever you want to do and that's extremely privileged like I totally get that but I also wasn't given everything you know so like if I wanted to like you know like when I left university I went to Australia and I met a plumber fell in love with him and he was working for someone else earning like 13 bucks an hour and yet the client was being charged like 65 bucks now I was like you're licensed why are you working for someone else let's start a plumbing company we did we made a fortune you like you know like it's all like I worked really hard for stuff and then I lost shit ton of money because I had no clue what I was doing at 25 26 but like and you know as soon as I wasn't happy I was like okay I've done that now yeah next what can I do now what do I want to do yeah and like I think uh, like life is too short life is just too short and of course we have bills to pay of course we have responsibilities I could totally get that but like even seeing that because I I can I can relate to knowing that there's more for me but not having the financial cushion to take risks but even with that rather than listening to what you're saying on the surface it goes a bit 
deeper than that. What you're saying, what what you've said is figure out what it is that you want. Um, well, that, that's that's the bit that I'm hearing. And what yeah. I know now is that when you want something and you realise that you are valuable enough to be able to have what you want, because we all are, we are born valuable inherently, yeah. we are worthy. Once you fully understand that, you will start to create space to be creative about how you do that. And if exactly. that comes from you... We, we often think about sacrifice. How about flipping that? How about thinking about how are you going to invest yourself differently so that you're able to do that? So if you're in a position where you can't leave your job, where you do need to do something that you're passionate about and something that you want to take forward and make that your main thing, if you have to do that on the side, what are you going to invest to enable yourself to do that whilst you maintain your job and still do a good job are you going to invest in yourself in a way whereby you're making sure that you're eating better your sleep hygiene is better so that you can wake up earlier so that you can do a bit of your own stuff before you get ready to go and do the work that you're getting paid for currently are you prepared to invest in yourself so that you say no to a few more to a few social engagements so that you have that time to plow into what it is that you really want to do if you really really want to do something and you really like what what you were saying about your um the direct work you do with women the work that you do and the work that I do is we create space for people to connect with themselves. If you slow down and really connect with yourself, if you really connect with your core, you will feel like you have no choice but to create space so that you can invest in yourself, so that you can start to live a life that you want rather yeah. than this program that came from the industrial revolution to fuel yeah. the top 1% pockets. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, you said a sentence like, if you're valuable enough, like we are all, again, like you said, we're all valuable enough to to follow and dig deep as to what we really want. Like, mm-hmm. you're allowed to have anything. I'm going to phrase that differently. You're allowed to want to have everything mm-hmm. and you're allowed to make that a reality. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'm not saying that there's nothing stopping you or in your way. Like that's, and I'm not saying, you know, like if you're super poor, of course you can be super rich. Like I'm not that stupid and naive. But what I'm saying is like that dream is yours. Like, you know, and you do find a way. Like with a one-year-old, a husband, I'm still launching this business because like at nine o'clock at night, hubby's watching netflix and i want to hang out with him but i'm writing emails to the uk to send out press releases and collaborations and etc etc and like i have no issue with that because like i actually love what i do Mm -hmm. you know i still hang out with him he's not complaining at Mm -hmm. all you know Mm -hmm. like we make space for each other absolutely Mm -hmm. but for the next like six months this is my life and Mm -hmm. when baby's sleeping i work my socks off and i have to get like 50 emails written in an hour and a half like I don't have time to dally or like really think about stuff as I probably would if I didn't have a baby Mm -hmm. you know but like that's the thing like you figure it out Mm -hmm. and you do like you're investing in yourself like 
and I that's been one of my things from the very start of like my career before Ilo even is like it's just life is just too short for you to do anything that you don't love and whether that's like you said a side hustle or taking the plunge you know like you're more valuable than that Mm -hmm. really and I suppose that's probably like one of the main pillars of ethos like every single person with a period is valuable like truly truly valuable and I don't want anyone to feel shame or fear or disgust with their own bodies when they have their period you know and like yeah sorry I went on a bit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, not at all. I'm, 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 I'm with you all the way. We, we, you know, period or not, we're all valuable. But yeah. the reason that I, you can't see me, <laughs> but the reason that I <laughs> nodded with that is because messages from the time they were recorded. So let's use um, religion for example. The reason that I think it's so important that you talked about everybody with a period is valuable is because from religious text to how we would how we've been treated historically have told us that you're not valuable when you've got your period actually you can't come into the house of the lord because it's dirty and whether regardless of what your house of the lord is so i think it's really important for that message to be communicated and for me as a mother um i do it anyway but it's even more so important for me to make sure that my daughter is armed with the information about how valuable, how important she is, and that her period is a vital sign of health and her body doing the things that it is designed to do rather than something to mask up and hide. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. So, (laughs) with that, um, you are launching on International Women's Day. Yeah. How can people keep up with what's going on prior to your launch? My my goodness, March is round the corner. I know, don't scare me. (laughs) So how can people connect with you, support you, keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, so basically, um, the... um, the kind of community funding page will be launched um, by the end of next week. So I will give you a link for that. Yes, please. Um, if you feel this. like you would donate, oh my goodness, you would absolutely be filling my heart with joy. Um, you can also sign up to our newsletter where there will be, um, you'll get our free period journal in downloadable form that we were talking about earlier. You'll get a discount code for a subscription um of non-toxic organic cotton sanitary products um are they all tampons or do you have towels as well we have tampons and pads Mm -hmm. yeah um and then i suppose on instagram i put stuff up and i'm at ilo.women um and on the website as well like we put up um like blog posts uh and they're kind of categorized into three different sections, educate, empower, and inspire. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we've got everything from like interviews to um, learning about the different seasons of your cycle to women we've talked about, um, conditions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. And so we are launching in March, like I said, our 
platform for funding, community funding, will go on till April. But mm-hmm. we have we've been given by a manufacturer like a a small section, you know, of stock beforehand, like on a right. trust basis, yeah. which is amazing of them. I don't know quite how I managed to persuade them to do that for me. So, um, like stock will be available to buy within the next month, and then we'll be shipping that out in March. Um, But also, you know, like, and this is a cheeky shout out, but if anybody out there wants to collaborate with us, we would love that. We're going to a sustainability event in August where we'll be there. Um, We're holding more retreats and female circles all over the world. And like, yeah, anyone wants to do anything with us stock us in your hotel or shop or anything we'd love to <laughs> so i hope that people are noting um and what what else would be supportive for you in terms of collaborations let's just get it oh, yeah. out there okay yeah so manifesting right um <laughs> so <laughs> basically we're i'm looking for ambassadors who take female wellness, general body wellness, um, menstrual health seriously and want to kind of advocate for like um, healthy products, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So that could be anyone from like if you're a yoga teacher and you have a yoga studio, I would love to like offer your yoga studio members a discount on our subscriptions Mm -hmm. Um, to like if you're hosting a um, media event and you want stuff for goodie bags, totally happy to give you like free gorgeous tampons or pads Mm -hmm. for your goodie bags and like these bad boys I'm not joking but the designer Laura I have to give her a shout out because you have not seen tampons look so pretty really um oh my goodness I'm gonna send you a picture I want I want I want yeah so like they look so different. There's definitely no like skinny white girl riding on a bike in white jeans with flowers oh floating gosh. outside of with her bum. With cheesy 80s rock song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, like anything like that, we're totally up for. If you host like a wellness festival, would love to come and do a talk on how your menstrual cycle can impact your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Would love to do an essential oil workshop, practical workshop with you guys. We sell supporting products like that. Um, what else? What else? Any collaboration? Anything? Anything? Yeah. <laughs> so, I hope that that has been heard, and yeah. that you get floods of emails. Of oh my goodness! Please, <laughs> I should also say I just have to like reiterate the fact like when anybody buys a product from us, a subscription, a single box of tampons, one of our essential oil blends, fifty percent of that profit goes back to fighting period poverty and fifty percent goes to fighting plastic in the oceans. Mm. Um I can't tell you which period poverty charity we're working with right now because we're in talks with several. Right. But that will all be fixed up by March. And so like we'll be working specifically with one period charity in the UK and Ireland. Um so that like you basically as a subscriber get non-toxic organic cotton sanitary products to your door every month before your period happens and you're helping send a girl trans non-binary kid to school when they've got their period because they would normally not be able to afford it like it's win-win yeah it's really win-win we're also not 
that expensive? Can I sneak that in there? Because yes, <laughs> a lot of people are like, oh, you must be crazy expensive. We're not that expensive. We're like maybe 10p more, 10 cents more than like your oh. average person. But that includes postage as well. So like we're like Billy Bonus, win-win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. And I think the thing that's really important to remember is that um, – it is impossible to cater for everybody. So yeah. I think it's really important to consider if this is beyond your price bracket, you're not being excluded, but there is, the reality is organic cotton is so much more expensive than processed cotton, producing yeah. these products in a way that is not harmful to our bodies and um, has a lesser impact on the environment. Costs oh my gosh. Money. So it's totally. not always possible to include everyone, but it is important to remember that the overriding message here is that ILO is making a difference to human beings and our home, planet Earth. Yeah. And like, I should just say, like a lot of people have said to me, like, why don't you just start a menstrual cup company or a usable pad company? And like, that's the other thing. Like, there's so many women out there. Okay, I'm gonna take that back. I'm so sorry. There are so many people out there who don't feel happy using a menstrual cup for whatever reasons. They don't feel happy using a reusable um, pad. And while we are going to offer those down the line, like, this tampons and sanitary pads are like the highest have the highest usage on the planet so like by us going for that mainstream market and I'm sorry I sound so like corporate now we can make the most impact with our profits going back to charity you know jet Um, furthermore bearing in mind that your company is a global company and you want to be able to provide products for a global market I know for sure when I've had discussions with people about um, donating sanitary wear to, um, let's call them developing countries, let's take Sierra Leone, for example, people that you would think would benefit from menstrual cups and um, reusable sanitary pads, for example, these people often live in places where they don't have access to clean water. Yeah. I would not advocate for somebody that lives in a village remotely somewhere in Sierra Leone having a menstrual cup because they will yeah. make themselves ill because exactly. of the lack of access to clean water to be able to wash that menstrual cup. So we really need to think beyond what we're used to in our own backyards when we're having a global conversation. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, I feel like... It's so hard to please everybody, you know, and you can't, exactly. So like I've really done for me, I've really tried to tick off the most important boxes for me is like I'm providing safe sanitary products, like 95% of my packaging is recyclable. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm giving back 50% to fighting plastics in the ocean, because there's like 5% of my packaging that's not recyclable, you know, so like. I'm really trying to do mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. much as I can yeah. to make the company like stand on its moral ground, yeah. you know, where I want to be at. Yeah. Um, because and like, that's all you can do. And, yeah, and what exactly. you will do is as you evolve and grow, 
that will evolve and grow and yeah. you may get to a point where you know it's a hundred percent recyclable yeah. and all of that exactly. kind of stuff well that you know so that was like when I was working with my business coach and I was looking for investors that was the thing I was like yeah my three-year plan is to like have my own tampon factory and then like I can determine, you know, and I'll have like this team of amazing scientists, like figuring out this new sanitary product invention. And then I was like, scale it down, like scale it down and think about what is important, you know, and like go back to basics almost. Cause that's one of my problems is like, I think so big that sometimes it's unachievable in the way I want it to be, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm like so excited and the feedback we've had has been amazing so far. Um, you know, and like, I just, I sound like I'm begging and I don't mean to be, but like, I really need uh, like the community's help here, yeah. you know, to make a difference. Yeah. Like my minimum order is like 500,000 boxes of tampons. <laughs> like that is a lot of tampons yeah. and that costs a lot of money. Exactly. It's totally doable, but it costs a lot of money. Yeah. And while I've put as many of my savings in as I can, like this is my job yeah. as well as being a full-time mom. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> Here for all of this. Well, Jet, it has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so you. much. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. And um, I look forward to your launch and all the things that are going to be happening with ILO. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much.